0: The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is brought to you by LL Pavorsky Jewelers. where Rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. Cornblow and Cornblow, the official law firm of the Cornblow. Uh, the Athletic, subscribe right for some reason that cracked me up that time. Uh, the Athletics subscribe right now at the slash RTRS and Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Get yours with a free upgrade at bigbarker.com slash Ricky. On the show today. Uh, The Sixers got their asses handed to them by the Celtics. We will decide the panic level, how high or low that should be. Um, And a whole lot of people tweeting me that, uh, boy, LeBron James would be good on the Sixers. So here we go. Uh, There is a brand new T-shirt that is for sale right now. It is only available for two weeks. It is the rights to Ricky Sanchez playoff logo T-shirt. Uh, you'll recognize it. Dave Silver is in the logo. It says process or die. It is our fastest selling t shirt of all time. It is probably our best t shirt. I would say second maybe to the Andrew Sharp one, but uh, it's a great one. Available right now at rightsdrickysanchez.com. And the uh, the lottery party, we'll talk a little bit more about this that on the pod, but the timeline, the uh, preliminary timeline, is up at rightsdrickysanchez.com. Without any further ado, here is Run the Jewels. We are the murderous pair. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurting despair. Used to have power to push. Now I smoke power to push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit.
1: Two runner over and out of this bitch. Woo.
0: Welcome to the Royce Ricky Sanchez Podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy that is super happy tonight, because even though the Sixers lost, one thing did happen, and that is Jared Bayless played in the game. So, so win for everyone, right? Mike Levin.
1: That feels all right. That feels better. That was a nice... I took the... Released some of the pressure in my... Uh, sinus. <laughs> I was shocked. That fucking sucked. That fucking sucked. Every, every, I'm going to curse the whole time. I'm going to curse a few precursors to this podcast is I'm going to curse the entire time. And, uh, anytime I start sentences, I don't know where it's going to finish. Okay. They're they're just going to keep going or take a weird turn. Cause that sucked. I'm, I'm mad. I'm like, really, there was a time during the process era when I was like, Huh? I don't feel as much when I'm watching the game. When I'm arguing about it, sure, I feel plenty. But when I'm watching the game, it there is still some level of like maybe it's because we do the podcast or I've been blogging about it for now like ten years or something. Then you're like, all right, I'm like maybe journalistic. You like you lose a little bit, a little bit of like fanness to it. But man, like I was a fucking fourteen year old kid watching Chase on Prince drape andre gadala all up and down the court tonight and uh i cracked my phone screen uh it was bad it was not a good showing on my part Weber was there my did you wait whoa, whoa, wait wait i don't want, i don't want to just skip past that did you throw
0: the phone or how did that oh happen? yeah i threw the phone
1: oh yeah, yeah. oh well is it's, it's okay an old so I did... iphone is it no it's, it's, a, it's like a, a six so there's a something? protective phone screen i have a cover for my phone over the cover okay. in, in almost exclusively for occasions like this <laughs> so it did its job And now it's gone So it, my phone screen is intact But the protective cover was was pretty shattered uh, okay. That fucking sucked That sucked all of it Every second of it from the beginning to the end It fucking sucked And I'm mad And I'm mad at everybody As good as Embiid was offensively They pretty much gave him all that And he, he was pretty embarrassing on the defensive end um, Everybody was The whole team Nobody showed up whether it was a long layoff, you said, you asked me before, is the long layoff going to affect us? Maybe. Do you want to blame? Does that what we want to blame it on? I, I don't know. There's no reason they should have played as badly as they did um, on both ends of the court. They turned on the defense a little bit in the fourth quarter, but the whole everything was just wide open look after wide open look after cut to the basket on a, on a very minimal action. They got out coached, they got outplayed, everything everything. I'm mad. I'm mad at everybody. Uh, so
0: you have to imagine it is a combination of three things. The layoff thing is a thing, right? I mean, it, it's definitely a thing. They haven't played in a week. So I think that's a thing. I think there's a little bit of the, um, I, you know, they, they haven't lost in two months or they lost one time in two months. And I think, uh, and, and there were a couple of times in the Miami series where they didn't play well and they won anyway. And you have to wonder if maybe they thought they were like immune to it, you know, like if, if they came in smelling themselves a little bit and a little overconfident. And then they ran into a team that is, uh, uh, <clears throat> regardless of what I joke about, is well coached, plays tough defense, they're on the road and they they weren't up to it like they they were not up to I hate doing this with teams because I I I don't like to judge anybody's not that I don't like to judge effort I think it's difficult to judge effort a lot of times when we're judging performance we call it effort because it's a lot easier for us to think well if they just try harder they'll be better you know but there were uh, and there were some strategy things that seemed off to me as well but they were just they were, they were not in that game. They were never in that game, you know. They were in that game for the first, I don't know, six minutes. And from that point, they they were just not up to the task defensively, offensively even. Um, you know, I think overall defense was the the bigger problem of the two. But they, they you know, they scored 94, 94, whatever the fuck the final score was. And it looked like they scored 80, you know. Every— uh, they, they miss shots. Yes, they miss shots. And I know like people like to say, well, they're not going to miss those shots every game. And we've said that before. And that's true. But they forced them into bad shots too. Like Boston's a good defensive team. Um, they did things that we were just waiting to happen. You know, uh, they found Marco Bellinelli on defense and the, they punished the Sixers for it. Uh, Honestly, as strange as it is, even though the Sixers are the more talented team, somehow the Sixers open up mismatched defensively with uh, J.J. Redick on Jason Tatum. Um, I don't know. It was—I hope that it is not— Replicatable. What's the word I'm looking for? Replicatable. I hope that it's not easy for the Celtics to do that again, and I hope this is sort of an outlier game for the Sixers. But there weren't, you know, when we say they missed shots, it's not like they were standing there open the whole time and the offense looked normal and the shots weren't just going in. You know? They were forced into missed shots a lot of times. So it was a a really bad game. It was a
1: terrible game. Um, What do you want to— I want to— they did the, – every decision they made on both ends of the court, when they ha, when they were tasked with a decision, when they were playing within the flow of the offense and they got a couple shots or they got, they got the ball to Embiid, like things happened and they were fine. But like when they were tasked with a like a here's a decision, cover this guy or cover this guy or start to run this action or any, anything that was uh, – anything where they had to be decisive, they just weren't. And they made the wrong decision on defense every single time. The defense is what kills me because the offense – look, if they – as well as Boston played defensively, and as much as they decided, we're gonna let Embiid do whatever he wants in the paint, and we're gonna have him go one on one with Horford or one on one with Baines. Uh, we're not gonna let you get open threes. We're just not gonna do it. And that's what uh, Brad Stevens said as much during one of the uh, third quarter yep. interviews or whatever. He's like, "Yeah, well, he's gonna get his, but we can't. We gotta cover the three point line." And as much as that happened, we they still did get some open looks. They got, they got a bunch. Ilyasova had open looks. Dario had open looks. JJ had a couple. Covington had a couple. And they just missed them. They just missed them. But they could have made them. On any other day, most other days, whatever, they make those shots. But what is, what is truly frustrating is how lost and just limp they looked on defense. Just every – every there was, there was a stretch in the fourth quarter where they just started tightening up, and they started uh, rotating really well. And it was like, okay, maybe this is the comeback. And then Marcus Smart or Terry Rozier hit some bullshit shot, and that was it. But for the most of the game, they were just getting wide-open fucking looks. And I don't know how many threes Terry Rozier has to make before the Sixers fucking cover him. Like he was seven of nine from three. That's not going to always happen. He he might not go seven of nine if he's in a gym by himself. But he's but he hitting like, those shots. He was like
0: he was yeah. He was open for six of those. Though, he was open for know? a bunch like, of
1: them. And and but even yeah. when you're even when you're uh, contesting, even when you're attacking, even when you're closing out. It was still like a, a hesitant closeout, like it's a justice wins love closeout. Like he's probably gonna miss this, so the numbers say. But like he's hitting shots, he's feeling good. That's the thing about Terry Rozier is that his whole thing, like he was a talented player at Louisville, and he's been he had a, a, a career of showing potential and then being have, making dumb as hell plays. But when he's as confident as he is right now, he's really tough to play against. And so you gotta get in his mouth and make him make decisions, not just say, "Okay, I'm gonna take this." Wide open look if you're going to play off me. And he's feeling himself. And I just don't know how many times they had to, even during the comeback, they got it down to like eight or something. And it was like, all right, here we go, here we go. And it's just Terry Rozier, Dario being laid on a closeout or Simmons being laid on a closeout and just watching them being like, what the fuck, guys? This is the playoffs. This is the second round. What are you deciding? What are you letting? I don't know. maybe, Maybe they're tired. Maybe they weren't used to it. Simmons played 42 minutes, didn't sit for the, I don't think he sat for the entire second half until they took him out at the end as a white flag. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I was I'm disappointed. I think the the decision for, of of Brett to have JJ on Tatum was dumb. I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than that like do you think Simmons is going to play free safety and leave and leave guys and then be able to just like trap wherever? I it doesn't make sense to me Tatum can Tatum uses his length and quickness to score over people and you're giving him a shorter defender that also can't body him it's not like jj's mark is smart he's not going to like piss him off he's just going to get scored on and Bellinelli the same thing i'm, well, I, I'm I mad, don't at, I'm mad i
0: don't what i what i don't understand is and and Covington had a, a bad game um but i i don't understand the sort of and maybe there's a strategy to it but i don't understand putting him on point guard so often like i know he's their best defender and uh but I just I have to imagine that having Covington on Tatum and Redick on Rozier is a better idea. Right? Or even sticking Reddick on Smart. Like letting him I guess Smart is more likely to,
1: to post Reddick up. Let Marcus a, Smart post up. A, like that's if that's the offense, great. Right. But it seemed like they were they were helping off the wrong guys. It seemed like with very, very easy plays, the Sixers were giving up wide open looks. And it can't it can't be that easy for them to get open shots. It simply can't. You're watching, you're watching Boston drape our shooters, uh, just stay attached to them. There's not there's not ma- it didn't seem like the Sixers were running them through a lot of screens even. Like against Miami, it seemed like Reddick and Bellinelli were like working for every shot. And it seemed like they were doing one action and then get, got it to Embiid in the post. And it's like, look, Embiid played well, but a lot of times he's going to turn it over. A lot of times he's going to – I don't know if he got an offensive foul today, maybe one. But he's not going to – maybe Embiid right now isn't good enough if he's not getting to the line more than six times, which is how many times he got there tonight. He might not be good enough to win you the game on his own in the post. Just might, they might be like, all right, it's fine. You want to take a 17-foot fadeaway? You're going to hit, like, 40% of those. And that's... we li- They like their odds. And when the Celtics are hitting shots like they were? I don't know. I, I don't know what... I mean, you want to say, yeah, the Sixers can just hit shots next game, and they'll hit shots that they missed, and, and it'll be a closer game. But there was a lot to be disappointed by on the defensive end. And from everybody brett the team it i that was the worst game i've seen them play in a really long time yeah it
0: was bad uh don't worry i'm not gonna read the review but i gotta do the segment of the podcast the Willie green five-star apple podcast review we have 1547 five-star ratings we are on our way to 2,000. I would like to get to 2,000 by the end of the playoffs, so I can read the four hours worth of reviews on the podcast. All right. Well, let's let's go through the uh, leave them on iTunes and Apple Podcast. Let's go through the uh, the sort of the the highlights of the um, like the the notes that I have. I guess first of all, Markel Fultz doesn't play. Uh, we talked that's, about that's this. the highlight. That's the number one highlight.
1: No, not. Do you have a list, Mike? <laughs> no, I was just joking. You said highlights, uh, and then you said Margot uh, Foltz didn't play as the highlight.
0: I'm sorry. I thought you were. I thought you were like you were. I was being like, I didn't play in a game, Mike. Don't be mad at me. Like, I'm just person. starting. For, I'm just starting from the beginning of the game, from the beginning of the game, uh, and we got the sad faults, uh, you know, shot at the end with him. Which was fucking the bench gratuitous, as, by the way, you fucking assholes. As Bayless comes in, well, we can, we can.
1: Do the kid gloves thing, but they don't have to. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like, he's not playing. It's not like it's his fault. Yeah. He's like, watch. They're trying to say, like, watch. Watch is the guy that you were traded for. It's just like on the nose. Like, you're not getting an Emmy for this game, you assholes. Uh, so he didn't play at all, which sort of leads me to believe he probably won't play during the series. Do you think he's gonna? No, get I don't. I don't. All? I don't, I don't agree he, with that. I don't. I mean, I don't know, he, you know. I don't know that he might. I don't think not playing at the end of this game. I'm glad that it was Bayless. Over him, I don't want Markel Fultz to have to come into this game when they're down a million, uh, and a riled up Boston crowd. If he's a victory cigar, great, put him in. Let's see what he can do. But in, in a loss, it seemed that seemed like unnecessarily cruel. So I'm glad he didn't. That Brett didn't play him there. And also, I would have liked Bayless to get a shot up, see what he's got after three months. Probably got a bunch of bunch of makes in there waiting for us. That's get
0: that's got to feel. I don't know why I'm probably projecting that Bayless is pissed off that he hasn't played one minute since Bellinelli got here, but when they put him in, I almost felt as bad for Bayless as I would have felt for Foltz. Yeah. I don't know
1: why. Yeah. It felt I don't it know. felt so insulting to put him out there. Um, I would do an I would read an oral history of Jared Bayless's past three months. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I'd love that. I'd love to
0: know what's going on with him. I really would. Um Oh geez.
1: Okay, uh Bellinelli. Uh
0: um, but wait the Fultz thing, I, like, I don't
1: think he's I don't think sorry, I don't think he's not not playing. I think they could they could uh, reassess what, what they need if they want more length and switchability, if they feel like look, they're not gonna cover shooters anyway, so or so they're not letting us take the shots anyway, so we may as well take our put our bad shooters in and play better defense. And if if we wanted to push in transition, because that's the thing that that was frustrating, especially in the first half, they just didn't get almost any transition points. They just didn't do it. Yeah, it
0: it just it doesn't seem the, the faults thing doesn't seem like a skill thing. It seems like a like a Brett confidence thing. Yeah, you know, because yeah. if it's a if it if it's a skill thing, then he plays over TJ. If he's not, like it, it, I think it was Mike O'Connor of the Athletic that mentioned it. It says a lot about both guys that. Tj goes in before faults and none of us really bat an eye at it you know um I think it says a lot about where
1: both guys are yeah right I mean now. it's just been such a weird year you know for faults like I don't think if I don't think had faults played a whole regular season obviously it's a it's a totally useless hypothetical but Fultz missed 68 games like he's a ro- he's a rookie he's a young rookie and he's got this fucking whatever weird cloud is hanging over his head and I'm happy he came back but like that's not a TJ's better than Fultz. That's a like no no what a no no weird ass situation I, I, we're in right now. That like of course you're not gonna play this. It's not like a normal like oh he he's not. It's not like it's like Malik Monk and you're like he, he's played all season long and just didn't do enough. Didn't do it. Didn't get it done. So we can't go to him. Like it's just like this is the weirdest fucking situation in NBA history. So I get why you're not going to him. Yeah, I,
0: I just it's not just weird. It's bad. You know that that's that's where I'm at is that it's not like. He came back, but but there are there are still a lot of issues. To this isn't just like he's not in game shape and he doesn't know the offense or the defense or he's not up to the moment. Like you know, I I, I sure hope he he comes back in in full force next year. But there's still something wrong. You know, For sure. I, I don't I don't think I don't think he could have watched him uh, in the Miami series and not think that there was something wrong. For sure. Um, Bell and uh, you know, if they can't find somewhere... Now, now, look, his defense looks much worse when his shots aren't going in, and his shots weren't going in tonight. night, but his defense also looks worse, and we had mentioned this at the beginning of the playoffs, especially when you are, are playing in a series and they can sort of figure things out. They're going to find him, and they're going to expose him defensively, and it didn't look like they could find a place to put him that it wasn't hurting them. Now, that said, everybody was bad on defense, which, and he's already bad, so it makes it worse. But uh, I worry that his shooting has been such a benefit to the team, and I think they rely on it in such a um, extreme way that, you know, the, the choice is Bellinelli or Anderson, really, at that point. And um, I know everybody wants them to go to Anderson, and I know he's he shot better than we remember him shooting but there's a, a a very large difference offensively between Anderson and Bellinelli
1: and uh I, I, I don't know I, I don't necessarily it, know that I agree with that I don't I oh, mean I, as much as as I'm not saying this as like an encouragement of Justin Anderson I'm saying that like I think a lot right. of Bellinelli's shooting and employment and has been like fool's gold and I think as much yep. as there's some gravitational pull towards him like He's the same player he was on the Hawks. Like, he, he's fit, he fits nicely in here, and sometimes he's going to get hot, and he hits crazy shots, and it's like, we love him then. But, and and I also like the foul shooting for sure. But there's, he, it's not like he's been the most efficient offensive player in his career. Like, he takes a shit ton of bad shots, and there's a reason why he was available for nothing. Um, <laughs> I, I love that you could you do this for me and I don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean look, it's, it's just... he's look, I think he's a guy that helps. He certainly helped the team. I'm not saying he didn't. Like his addition helped the team a lot. Sova's addition helped the team a lot. But but this is the bad side of that, right? When they play poorly. Yeah. They play really poorly. They the he is a he is a one-trick pony and sometimes that trick is shitty. That trick is the trick is shitting at half court and letting guys walk by him. And it's bad. It's it's Justin Anderson at least will go get rebounds and he'll at least protect the rim a little bit and he'll at least like be a lob threat on on uh on the weak side. And Bellinelli can't do that. He can't he can only do the one thing and sometimes he can't and tonight he couldn't. He didn't even shoot that. I mean like 11 points on 9 shots. Like not that bad. But the defense was so bad at every point and and Boston was not only targeting him on switches but even just the guy, the regular guy he was covering, would just like they would ISO for him. Everybody would spread out, and it'd be like Terry Rogier or Marcus Smart, or Tatum, or whoever, or Larkin, and he would just get cooked at every 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 time. And I know that they they were down and they needed they need they were waiting for the run, and every everybody kind of was still waiting for the run. The Sixers also had no business being in that game at all ever, and they yeah. were for yeah. a while. And I don't know how it happened. I really. I, maybe it's just Embiid's offense redick played all right uh had a couple nice shots to get to keep them alive but like I I truly have no idea how they were only down 10 in the fourth quarter like down I think it got it to like seven at some point I it it felt like they were down 30 for a long time and I wanted them to lose by 30 because they deserved to they lost by 16 and it feels like it should have been more um, yeah,
0: it was a uh, a fake sixteen. It was really thirty. I don't, it was yeah, but
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was this game was close. The, like most of the time, the game was close, close-ish, within striking distance. Like the Sixers yeah, were yeah. one Sixers run away that they that they did, that they had against Miami multiple times from just taking this game and stealing it. And the run never came for sure. And and Boston deserved to win this game, but somehow the Sixers stayed in it, and I it, it frustrated me. I wish the game ended way before it did i wish the game was out of reach so i could fully check out and throw my phone again well (laughs) we'll we'll talk about how
0: close it actually was in a second let's talk about our, our newest sponsor big barker mike big barker therapeutic dog beds we love our dogs i love my dog rebel um, is is Donovan your family dog, or is it just your parents' dog? Like, did you ever live with that? Don- did you know Donovan? I did. I did know Donovan. I know him pretty well. Uh, okay. I, yes, we live together, him and I. Okay. All right. This is what I want you to think when you think about big Barker dog beds. Imagine how you would feel if you slept on a hardwood floor. And now imagine the difference if you slept in a good bed in your normal bed. Now imagine that difference if you had to sleep on the floor every day. What sort of sheep shape you'd be in? Those cheap dog beds that you get in stores are not real beds. They're not beds at all. They're like glorified glorified blankets. Go lay in it. It feels like you're laying on the floor. Big Barker therapeutic dog beds are actual beds. As dog get, dogs get older, especially big dogs, dogs over 50 pounds, they can develop arthritis. And sleeping on those fake cheap beds is the worst thing for them. You see those older dogs, they can barely get around. Big Barker dog beds is a good thing for your dogs. Go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky to get your Big Barker dog bed with the free Ricky upgrade, the embroidered (coughs) tastefully rights to Ricky Sanchez logo. A proper mattress, which is what the Big Barker mattress is, promotes enhanced energy and mobility levels in older dogs, reduces wear and tear on younger dogs. That's what I'm doing with Rebel. Rebel's only four. Especially important in dogs over 50 pounds since over 80% of them will develop arthritis as they age. Excuse me, the big barker dog bed is engineered by experts to keep your dogs youthful for longer and brings older dogs back to their best. 10-year warranty. The foam won't flatten or they'll replace it for free. A 365-day at-home trial. Try it for a full year. If you don't like it, send it back. Made in the USA. And if you would want to just look at the difference, go to uh, rightsarickysanchez.com slash process pups. See all the dogs who have gotten the uh, the big barker already. And just see how far away they are from the floor. It's like a solid five inches of of, uh, of the foam. So, Big slash Ricky. Big slash Ricky. And we're going to get Donovan one of those beds so you can tell us uh, how he likes it. All right. We um, you you do the thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Big Barker dog beds. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like the dog bed was like was like uh it was like turning off, like he was a, 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 a robot dog bed. Yeah. A robot no, dog rather than turning off. Yeah. Um all right. Uh what next? Um, Let's talk about Simmons. Mp Let's talk about Simmons.
1: Um I wanna I wanna ask so, you I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. Okay, go ahead. This whole season we've been talking about how to cover Simmons how people are gonna cover Simmons, how he's gonna play without the jump shot, how they're gonna uh take advantage of his unwillingness to shoot. And also we've been talking about how he doesn't get shook, and he stays very calm and level-headed the whole game. Do you feel like this was the first time that they truly got to him and uh, disrupted who he is as a player?
0: Well, I think he's been disrupted as a player like in a basketball sense before, but never mentally. I didn't see that. I don't think so. Even in I the think elbow was...
1: to Marcus Smart's throat at the end?
0: yeah i i think he was frustrated like maybe maybe but you know that's that's with two minutes left in the game mm-hmm. um so i i don't think it affected his his play and i i don't mind that he got annoyed at the end there i think more than anything he is he is probably so used to well i guess it's hard to say that because the lsu team wasn't good i was just gonna say he's so used to dominating that when he doesn't Um, he's probably frustrated. I think that game was probably really frustrating for him. And that's what Boston does. But I I don't think, to answer your question, I I don't think that happened during the game. I think there were enough times when the game was close. Sort of felt like a couple of the buckets he had where he just drove and got to the basket were keeping us in it. You know, I, I thought that he was the guy... When, because you mentioned that the game that the Sixers were in it, the game seemed like it was hovering around eight to twelve the entire game. So within striking distance, if they hit a few threes, but never, it never got to three or four, or it it didn't seem like it did. Um, No, I I don't think so. Did you feel that watching the game?
1: Um, I think he was a little bit shook and confused on how to on how to pull how to like get where he wanted and in the beginning especially he had like three turnovers in his first stint before he had any like assists or points he had three turnovers and maybe that was a long layoff maybe that was feeling himself whatever it was um end the game with seven seven turnovers didn't shoot well from the line uh which he did in the miami series i don't know i don't, I don't know i think i think it's it's easy to read into read too far into it one game uh so I don't I don't want to say like he's not the guy we thought he was. I don't I'm not saying that at all, but uh this whole season was okay, I guess we play off Simmons. I guess we we'll, I guess team's not playing off Simmons doesn't work because he'll just drive, get ahead of steam and and finish at the rim. But they were giving him a lot of that and they were letting him post up and they were just giving up him those shots in that mid-range. Uh, and like asking him to hit those little flip shots, and he just didn't make them. And he's even when he has a shot like at the elbow, wide open, he like pulls it out or can't do anything with it, and it slows well, but, down the. Offense. But
0: let's. But let's also, I mean, I, th- I I think you also have to take into account that when the other guys aren't making their shots, totally. it makes it even tougher on him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's. um you know, it was, it was not, it was nobody's best game, and it certainly wasn't his best game. But it didn't feel to me like it was.
1: Um, I'm, not, I don't know. I'm not saying it's like, on like, him. I think the, I mean the loss is on. Everybody. Like he was shook. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the frustrating thing for me is early in the game, he would set screens, and hopefully they catch this in film. He would set screens for one of the shooters, usually JJ, <clears throat> and both guys would jump on JJ. And Simmons would take his time or at least not recognize that he has a wide open lane to the basket. And that, though, that, those minor hesitations, we talked about it. There was, a, I think, a Michael Conner piece talking about this and how Amir did a good job of rolling quickly. And Simmons always sort of held up and didn't, didn't recognize it quick enough. And those hesitations are, are what one time he got an offensive foul call because he he took his time. Then the ball came. And then I think it was Shemi Ojole slid over and took an offensive foul, and if they're giving him that, if he's such a non-weapon in the half court, then he's he's got to be able to do that. Whether it's even if even if the the weak side defender helps out and slides over for the screen, then, then his man's got to come over and Ben's got to find him for that like easy layup or something. Like it's can't they can't run out on a shooter. They can't have two guys run out on a shooter when a dynamic player like Simmons is rolling at the rim, and we can't not make them pay on that. And yeah, I mean, it was, I don't know, everybody played bad, so I don't want to, I'm not just picking on Simmons, but little, I feel like the, I feel like he didn't do any of the little things that we've seen him do these most of the whole season and into the playoffs, like even whether that's uh, attacking closeouts or sliding feet. It feels like everybody just fucking sucked, and I'm mad. I'm mad at everybody. I'm, I'm ending every sentence with "I'm <laughs> mad at everybody" because I am. I'm just mad, and I'm mad at myself for how I acted during the game. Because uh, Weber was, Weber came to my apartment, and my writing partner Patrick was there, and Alyssa, and I was uh, uh, not well behaved. I wasn't. I didn't do a good job. <laughs> so you want to analyze? I'll analyze my own game. I played like shit. I uh, banged on the wall too many times. I cursed a lot. The neighbors are probably wow. mad. Um, I threw a foam roller. Um, I felt like yeah, it felt very teenage Mike, and I really thought I was past this, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm a child all the time, and I deserve to be punished. <laughs> I did. I was. Uh,
0: I was frustrated with it, but I, I. I, maybe I'm too old to get mad. I thought I was. Sports. I'm not. Well. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I'm not mad yet. I'm not, certainly wasn't mad yet. Um, hey, let's, I, this might cheer you up because I sent you some audio the other day, a song that was recorded for the lottery party. Um, I just wanted to talk about it for a minute because the lottery party is two weeks away. Uh, May 15th at Xfinity Live, tickets are sold out uh doors will open at five o'clock we'll do a live
1: podcast that hopefully does not include robert covington but may yeah. you never know or he'll get can you imagine um, how much of a bummer would it be if like we lost the series and like covington got booed at the lottery party that'd be really brutal he's no no
0: no, no don't even say that he's not getting it's booed. I, I, if
1: if if anyone
0: boos robert covington or any sixer at any of our events you're never coming to another event Yeah, <laughs> that's the way it works um, I'm go- i'll be so at the you, I'll, I'll be at
1: the lottery party by the way i don't know if that was announced in the yes. podcast. i have booked my flight i'll be there Okay, so we got
0: um, Eliza Hardy Jones, who reco- who is the uh, the voice behind the relationship advice theme song, fantastic Philadelphia artist uh, Eliza Hardy Jones recorded a processed version of John Lennon's Imagine, all processed lyrics, and there will be an accompanying video right before we go on stage for the live pod. And could you just for a second talk about how haunting and fantastic this version
1: of Imagine is. It's beautiful. She has I I love her voice. She's great. Uh I'm not acting as excited as I am for it because I'm in a bad mood. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to bring you out. No, I'm not. I'm I'm far only time. The only nothing makes I mean okay, okay. Jared two minutes of Jared Bayless and time is the only thing that can get me out of a bad mood. Okay. So,
0: well rest of the lottery party. Doors open at five Rebel will be there for photos. Take a photo with Rebel. The Big Barker Lounge at Victory Beer Hall will probably be there about an hour. $5 donation to our charities. Big Barker is going to match all the donations and you can register to win a Big Barker while you're there. Um, Take your picture with the Sam Hickey banner. That'll be at 1100 Social. Again, $5 charity donation. Um, Party officially starts at 6. Live Ricky, we're thinking about 7. The wedding, which is going to happen, actually, with Pablo Torre, looks like it'll happen about 7.50, and then the lottery will start with the the booing of everything at, uh, you know, when everyone comes up on screen, when we see Danny Ainge, we'll boo, that starts at around 8. A couple of additions that we hadn't mentioned before, there are going to be adult Shirley Temples made with Rita's Italian Ice, so thank you, Rita's, who made a generous donation to our charities, and... I think we're going to have about 2,000 ping pong balls with Sam Hinkey's face and the Ricky logo on it to give away to people, and that is from the casino at Delaware Park. so um, we look forward to seeing everyone and I hope to have an answer about for the VIP people about what happens if Robert Covington's not there. I'm working on it. It's not always the easiest thing to get uh, to figure these things out, but we're working on it so um, all right, back to the game um, what else? What the fuck uh, is Kevin McHale more...
1: doing covering this game? How do they let this happen? I don't care. I hate it. Do you even... even care? No, I do. Because every it's every Philadelphia team. We always get fucking Tony Romo or Troy Aikman every time. Joe Buck is basically a Cardinals front office member. Uh, uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And then we get fucking Kevin McHale. It's like there's other people that aren't directly – Involved in the outcome, his jersey's hanging in the rafters. If your jersey's hanging in the rafters, you don't get to call the playoff game. That should be the rule. Well, here's here's the stranger thing
0: is so McHale is like definitely not the A team, right? We definitely get the didn't and he's the not A-team.
1: that bad. I don't think he's bad regularly. I really no, don't, he's fine. but I just don't want him I in this fucking fine. series.
0: Well, because even if he's being fair, it's annoying to hear his voice yeah. during during this series. But here's the weird thing: so we don't get so. It is my perception, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, that the Sixers are a an attractive um, national team. Like, people are excited to watch the Sixers now. Philadelphia, big enough market. Not, not New York or anything, but big enough. Boston, big enough market. How is it that we get, like, the 15th team to call the games? We get the 5 o'clock game on Saturday, which seems like a throwaway, and then— A time so insane for a playoff game that i swore my uncle was telling me that cousin alex said that that the game on monday was six o'clock and i was like well there's no way that's fucking true he's wrong he's a kid what does he know how how do we get a six o'clock game during the week that's crazy playoff games don't start at six o'clock what's going on this is insane like well why why we're being disrespected what we get? Not only do we get a Celtic, we get like their their worst team doing the games, and then you stick the the time of the games. Or like, I mean, I enjoy a six o'clock game. I don't have a problem with a six o'clock game, but the rest of the world doesn't seem like they enjoy it. Thanks for thanks for it, joining
1: us here in Boston. I'm here with the guys who got into a fight with Julia Logafor, calling <laughs> the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad I, everybody. I think I look is it is it because perchance Dave Silver got face to face heckled by the gentleman who was just at my apartment
0: oh wow and said wow. we never forget
1: yeah that we get the fucking 6 o'clock game at home on a game 4 I'd, I'd say it's a possibility the fact that the Sixers brazenly uh, fielded a less than stellar team for three three years and benefited from the very clear loophole in the draft and now they're better than anybody expected this quick that we get all this fucking bullshit heaped upon us sure yeah I'll buy into that hmm wouldn't it be better to you know what
0: I think initially their plan was to build us up and then be able to give Brian Colangelo the lion's share of the credit but it's not working out out. publicly for them Mm -hmm. so i think they maybe had a reverse course um i i know this it said tbd but actually game six of the sixer celtic series is going to be at 11 a.m on a thursday won't be nationally televised um they're not even going to have it on facebook uh it'll be live streamed not not the video but the like you know the espn like um like uh live updates thing it'll be on myspace so that's the game six if if necessary will be on MySpace. and it'll be, held, no video. It'll be held
1: at uh la salle abroad in boston
0: yeah. <laughs> uh what else is from this game i mean so what are they aside from the general energy what was going on like i'm the biggest covington guy in the world but i'll tell you man not a good Covington game, defense defensively or offensively. At least
1: to my eyes, defensively. No, didn't he didn't play good. well. He didn't play well defensively. I do not I mean, his offense was worse than his defense. I mean, just, look, he, was he trying? He missed four threes, and the other shots he missed were sort of like weird runners, and just wasn't in the right place. Defensively, I, I didn't really think they went at him that many times. The times they did go at him, I might be wrong. By the the stats might prove me wrong, but it seemed to my eyes that. It, that they didn't go at him that much, but when they did, he was pretty clearly a step behind. They got the first step on him almost every time, whether it was Tatum or any of the guards. No, he played like shit. He played real bad. Everybody played real bad. I mean, I don't know what it is with Sova, but it seems like his... Every single shot he's taken in the last month that didn't go in has been... I mean, foul shot, I would guess that he's shooting 41% from the line over in the playoffs, and that's probably wrong, but... He seems like he's he's back rim on every single foul shot, every single one. And I'm choosing I'm th- choosing to believe that that's why we lost because he shot over two from the line, on that one stretch. <laughs> Those two points yeah, were crucial. Huge. Well,
0: uh, what did you think? I, I, I uh, this this sentiment was not met with uh, was not met well on Twitter. I actually thought the not a rookie. He's a rookie chance. We're
1: funny Ugh, and something you're so wrong. You're so so it seems wrong. it's so lame. It's w- the lamest thing ever. It's like a it's like a fucking uh semantic. Let's chant a semantic at them. Like but you're you arguing think... that like he's still like a, an incredibly good player, but he technically shouldn't win rookie of the year because he like yeah, and, and obviously okay. every and he also and also the argument doesn't hold any water. Blake Griffin won rookie of the year, David Robinson Rookie, wait, rookie wait, of the Year. Wait. <laughs> All these things wait, wait. It never made any sense. That being said, he but, isn't rookie of the year, needs a jump shot, Diamond Mitchell. Should win rookie of the year the spider
0: no i'm not saying maybe maybe i'm looking at it through the right tricky sanchez lens too much in that
1: it seems like something that we would disagree chant. disagree disagree we i think that the sixers sixers in general process nation uh more specifically has, has very good chance and very insulting chance this is not an insult it's bad and it's lame they have fucking cuss cries they have uh beet fillet like it's a fucking fillet of fish if you actually spell it and pronounce it. Uh, it's honestly like they should be docked points for how bad their branding is. And I think that their fans in general, like <laughs> fucking, <laughs> you're going after their branding. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's embarrassing. They have they have they, have, they are a storied franchise. Like... They're a storied franchise. All they have to do is fucking say, "Look at the Celtics green," just say Celtics on their fucking jersey and be like, "Wow, we're cool. Look at this. The garden. The atmosphere. It's great. We're vicious." And they fucking go cuss cries and a technicality that's wrong. That's what they go with. And beat L.A. in a series. L.A.'s fucking home. We're, and we're – what does it mean? On a series – you're referencing beat L.A., which you chanted at the Sixers when the Sixers beat you in game seven in your home court and, and said, hey, even though you're beating the shit out of us now, go beat the other team that we don't like either. And it's like all that's – that's a trifecta of stupidity. And they should have – be awarded a loss – In this game. For that. They're one. Actually they're one strike away. There's a four strike rule. In stupid brands. Decisions. And so they're one strike away. From being out. Of the playoffs. Because if they fucking go like. Always repping. Harvard for life. Shirts. Or whatever. Then. I don't know how I got. The league has to step in. I hate this fucking team. I'm just I'm just letting you cook right now. You're on their branding. Cuss cries. I, does, don't embarrassing? Don't there, Greg Monroe sitting there in a cuss cries
0: shirt. Don't there don't don't the cuss cries t-shirts don't doesn't all the playoff branding for them look like they had no idea they were going to be in the playoffs and they just threw something together
1: like that's the way it
0: looks. To it's me. amazing that a like Sports not...
1: Authority is designing their logos still. <laughs> Fucking Sports Authority in Manchester bullshit <laughs> asshole fucks i hate them. all right
0: let's 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 bring this down the home stretch aside from effort and execution what do they change game two to uh to reverse this to win the game like what what were obvious changes we already we already talked about the fact that we didn't like reddick on tatum yeah like I, I don't even know in what world that matchup works out for us by the way Tatum has a lot of uh
1: early Carmelo Anthony to his game oh I love that I love that I would love that (laughs) I love that that it's the first thing you've said that makes me happy the first fucking thing um Uh, no I can I can I can compliment the Celtics for a little bit I mean Tatum had a lot of open looks a lot of open dunks uh Al Horford had a ton shot it seemed like on the pick and rolls and the pick and pops uh Horford was open every single time regardless of if he was rolling or popping, he was wide open. And whether that's Embiid or that's the guy that they're switching, they're just not communicating on switches at all. And so when he's in the game, and they didn't play that well when Baines was in the game. I really don't know why he got 29 minutes. But when Horford's in the game, they really have a tough time covering him because Embiid wants to protect the rim. The Sixers' wing defenders didn't do a good job of uh, stopping penetration at all. And Horford's out there to hit shots. I mean, they fucking shot 17 of 35 from three. Terry Rozier was 7 of 9. And Bain, Aaron Baines had six threes coming into the game for the season. And he had two tonight. So, I mean, at a certain point, they're just going to miss shots. And a lot of shots were contested. They hit a lot of contested twos. Terry Rozier hit a, a one-legged runner. Marcus, Mar- Marcus Morris hit a bunch of fucking contested twos. Tatum hit his. Roger- I mean, on the one hand, like, cover it better but even the shots that they that were covered were t- i mean sometimes they just hit shots and they also shot 18 of 19 from the line which didn't help we missed nine foul shots they missed one uh the sixers the one thing the sixers did well was they got a bunch of rebounds offensively and that especially early on that kept them in and early yeah um, Dario had a couple of big ones. Yeah, Dario had five. Tj five had a of great offensive rebound. Yes, that is the one stat that TJ accumulated. <laughs> so we can talk, <laughs> we can talk about that. I I didn't think he looked bad. He missed. He took a he took a bad shot. Um, that was contested. But I I would have liked to give. I just the fresh leg thing is a real. Uh, it is actually my ethos. It's not just a bit. Like I legitimately think Ben Simmons would have been able to um. Go m- go out on shooters more and have a better sense of what Boston was doing if he had like a two-minute break here and there. And he didn't. He had played 42 minutes, and there were a couple times when he just didn't rotate. And it seemed like this was the first time, really all season, this is the first time that maybe he was just pissed off or frustrated, whatever it is. This is the first time that it seemed like there was some LSU ben in there. And uh, the whole team was frustrated, rightfully so. I was frustrated. I was throwing my phone. But you know, it's playoffs and this team has made it. It seemed like, look, they, 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 the game was close, but they, and you were expecting the run still because they, they had done it. They hadn't lost like this in such a long time, but so you were expecting the run, even the game they lost against Miami, the, the run came and then Miami sort of like beat them back and then ended up winning. But it's, it, I don't know. I don't know where I was going. What can they do better? Uh, I think they have to – Boston is choosing to take away the threes, right? And if they're pressuring that and they're deciding to, to basically be on tilt leaning so far to try to attack the shooters, J.J. got him leaning a couple times over anticipating and cut the other way and just missed the shot a couple times. And there was one Bellinelli cut where he got a – I think Urson too. Both, both of those guys had cuts to the rim where they finished inside. And so you just got if to, the, if they're over pursuing, then you got to cut the other way and go to the basket and say, all right, fine, we'll take these looks and you got to keep cutting. And it seemed like for a lot of the game, they, they weren't doing that, whether that was a lot of standing around and letting him do his thing or Simmons do his thing. My least favorite thing is Simmons in the post, not even considering looking at the basket, not even considering like backing his man down. He's a, he's just passing out of the post and just watching. And I think that that slows things down so much. And it's just a real gift to the other team. What can they do better? Make shots. Hope Boston misses. They're a better team. They should be beating them. They were out. Brett was outcoached by a lot in every fact in every facet of the game tonight. And that's fine. I mean, Boston was at home. It it bums me out that this was without J- Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's a very good player, and they're probably they might have him back for game two, or they say, "Hey, take one more ga- take one more day, take one more game," because we already got one win at home, so we feel good enough. Or they bring him back. I don't know. But he's also a guy that, like, should be – he's a mediocre shooter that can get hot. <sighs>
0: God damn it. I got to be honest with you. I don't even know how to talk to you during this podcast. So I just – when you uh, – when I ask you a question, like, what do they need to change for the next game? And you start off with, all right. I'm gonna. I'll compliment some things that the Celtics did. I don't know. <laughs> like, what are you doing? T- I don't know. I just sort of let you go, and then when there's a pause, a long enough pause, I just jump back in. Um, you're carrying us during this pod. I'm being I honest know. with you. I mean, this I'm is
1: low efficiency, very low efficiency. I'm like Ricky Davis. Low over efficiency,
0: here. but this is your this is your Iverson <laughs> um, <laughs> pod. That's what I know? want to be known it's, for for sure. <laughs> um, I'll, I'm curious to see what they they have to i I think defense is here's here's what i would I would say, my not that you asked, but here's my my general that my general thought on the game. The defense thing they will fix. It's not like Boston was doing some kind of crazy offense thing that they couldn't figure out. The combination of the Boston shots going down, but I also think the layoff and smelling themselves a little bit, I think they'll fix the defense thing. The thing that is going to be the real challenge is offensively, they just looked out of sorts. And that's what, you know, Boston did that to them during the season. And, uh, Embiid, you know, uh, He'll go through stretches like he did tonight, where he'll go to dominate them, and he'll he'll take uh, what's his name, uh, not Horford, but um, Baines. Baines. He'll take Baines to the hole. He'll get fouled a couple of times, but they have to do it. Like, if that's going to be something that they're going to do, they have to do it so consistently that Boston finally gives up and starts double-teaming him because that's not what they did. They just stayed home on all the shooters and made it difficult, especially when Boston had the lead. It's really tough to make up a lead if, if you're not getting threes, you know, if you're just getting two points. They'll live with that. So um,
1: Yes and no. Like, is- they, I mean, he, got to the, he only got to the line six times. And I think if he, got, if he was really, like, getting them in foul trouble getting horford in foul trouble then you can start to chip away and you can string a couple things together but they just never stopped them that's harder to do than than by twos that's harder to stop when the other team keeps scoring um all right well next game is not until thursday
0: and um good we could use a couple of days <laughs> no, off I don't know. so
1: uh, the one, the one NBA play I do want to highlight as like a nice play is he did that. He had that one hold the hold the ball high, like finger roll. Yes, and that was yeah. that felt like an iconic play. If they, yeah, I want to burn all the videotape of this game, but uh, and the film also.
0: Well, th- but the good thing about that one is that one is a reminder that you can't guard him. Yeah, that no matter what you do, you can't guard him. You know, That's that was cool. yeah. And of course, I I think I sort of deserve this a little bit, especially like the. 26 points from Horford or whatever like but I just want everyone to know like a loss is not going to slow my hatred of the Celtics and their fans and I'm going to keep making fun of Al Horford I don't fucking care I just don't care like we traded the fucking that tra- the trade the trade the, the only trade that matters in this series right now the Tatum false trade if we can live through that trade, and I can still be a smug dickhead about this entire Boston Sixers thing, th- that that is what I'm here for, and I'm gonna keep doing it. I believe we're going to win the series, but I do believe that this here's what I'll th- this better go six and not seven, because I would be I would be worried about a seventh game in Boston. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Is that it, it? Better go five or six and not seven. I'd be concerned about a game seven in Boston.
1: Game six will be played um, underwater, actually, which is a cool thing. Yeah, the NBA is implementing now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, we will uh, we will talk to you Thursday. It's um, it get your uh, get your processor die shirts. Only two weeks. They're only there for two weeks. Uh, oh boy, this is going to be a challenge to get you say it this time. Are you down with TTP? <sighs> yeah,
1: do it for the culture. Yeah, you know. Uh, lick face.
0: They didn't even have Jalen Brown. We didn't even talk about that. I did. They didn't I even said have fucking it. Fucking jail. I
1: did talk about it. Oh, okay. okay.
0: You tuned. Right. You tuned out yeah, during you know my it. thing. Okay. I, I never tune out. Uh, right. We are the murderers there. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurting despair. Used to have power to push. Now I smoke power to push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. To run over and out of this bitch. <laughs>
1: The spotlight
0: Cobbing with uppers and downers get done. I'm in a rush to be numb. Dropping a thousand ain't much. Coping the clouds on the missile to try.